Thank you for taking the time to listen to this audio sermon from Apostolic Worship Center. Our prayer is that you'll be encouraged and blessed by the anointed Word of God. If you'd like more information about Apostolic Worship Center and its ministries, visit our website at www.awcnorman.com. And so today I want to turn your attention to a brief uh, portion of Scripture in Colossians chapter 3 and verse number 2. I give honor today to my pastor, and I uh, love him dearly, and uh, thankful that uh, he's in my life, and so we're looking forward to um, always having him as my pastor. He may be allowing me to take off and spread my wings and move on, but he's still my pastor. And Sister Borders, we love you, and we're thankful for that, and we're going to always cherish this time. So thank you again, and uh, we're looking forward to good things. But today I, I honor him for giving me the opportunity to stand in his pulpit, and uh, he trusts me with that, and I, I'm grateful. So. Uh, today, here we are, Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. It's a very, very straightforward scripture. It says simply this, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Set your affection on things above, not on things on earth. This scripture, just if I could give you a brief explanation here before we give you my title, this say that the, the writer of the book of Colossians is, is giving us a, a recommendation to say there's something better than what's here on earth. There's something that we need to set our attention on, and today that is heaven. And we set our affection on things above, on the things of God and the, the glory of God's creation that God has prepared for us. And so today I simply want to title this, You Haven't Seen Anything Yet. You Haven't Seen Anything Yet. And if we could just put our Bibles down and put our hands in the air right now. Can we just pray and let's ask God to be with us today in this time together. God, we thank you for the opportunity together in this sanctuary, God, to have the freedom we have to worship you, the freedom we have right now, God, to expound upon your word and to hear from your word. We ask you today that your spirit would move in a mighty way. God, I ask for your anointing upon me, upon my lips to speak what I feel you've laid on my heart. Let my heart be open, God, to allow you to speak. Let our ears hear what the spirit has to say to the church today. God, I give you all the glory and all the praise today, and we come with expectation today. In Jesus' name we pray. Can everyone say amen? Amen. You may be seated. So I'm going to begin today with a story, if you'll bear with me. I, I stepped out of my, my pickup truck in the parking lot of work on a brisk, like today, uh, Tuesday morning. It was October the 31st. If you remember, that was a pretty cold day. And I was running late that day. Much to my frustration, if you know me, um, I don't like to be late, and so I was trying to, I always try to be on time to work, and so I was a little frustrated, and I had been in a hurry from the time I walked out of the house to find that my pickup had a decent uh, layer of frost on the windshield, so that, I know I'm the only one, that that really is like, oh no, what am I going to do now, it's going to take a little longer, uh, I know I'm the only one that, that, that runs that close to time, so I looked at my truck, and I Started it up, and I, after waiting patiently for the truck to warm up and uh, produce enough heat to even thaw a thin part of my windshield so that I could lean down by the steering wheel 
Andrew, oh, I've seen some nods and some smiles. I feel like I'm in good company right now. And there's just a little thin layer that I can see through. So I'm like, well, I'm already late. I got to go. So I waited just long enough and patiently enough to that little thin stripe there across my window that I could drive. But then I had to race to the gas station because I had neglected to stop the afternoon before to fill up my pickup with my truck with fuel. So I was way behind. I was, I was running behind. Everything was against me. And I, I safely, mind you, I safely but hurriedly traveled the 40 plus miles or minutes to Paul's Valley where I work and was about 17 minutes late. Everybody say, oh my. Yeah, that's not good. So I raced, I raced toward the front entrance of the building. I, I was behind. I was frustrated. I was like, I'm going to be late. I already knew that. I, I'm just thankful that I, I, I was going to be held accountable most likely because of a, a protected paid time off. So thank God for that. I, I was walking in there, and as I raced toward the front entrance of the building, I don't know what happened. I, I don't know what it was, but it was a beautiful, clear day, a beautiful, clear sky. It was still dark. I, work, I go to work early. It's like dark when I get there right now, and I know some of you do as well. And so I'm walking, and it's dark, and I'm walking through a parking lot of cars, and I just, for whatever reason, I look up in the, in the sky, and as I look up, I see this beautiful, this beautiful pre-dawn sky that's clear, and there was the moon, this beautiful moon that was there hanging in the sky. And I don't know about you, I get very uh, intrigued by, by planets and by the space and what God has created. And I, I looked up, and I, there was this feeling that happened that, that at, the, at the top of my head and worked it's all the way to the bottom of my feet as I looked up in the air and I seen the beautiful sky and all the stars and, and the beautiful moon uh, there in the air and I, I just had something that got into my, my spirit I began to feel this flood of emotion as I stared at the beauty of the moon and the clear skies it, the fresh I think it had rained recently so the air was clear and it was so nice it was cold arctic air which I know a lot of you hate dearly but, but it was beautiful that morning there was just something refreshing and something about that but looking in the air and seeing that beautiful sky and that beautiful moon something happened inside of my mind and I had a sudden thought that crossed through my mind that I later would unintentionally I was at work on my computer and and when you pull up the browser to go do things that our work is related sometimes like Google or MSN or some one of those just pops up and there's always maybe like some advertisements or pictures and when it popped up that day, it was that particular day, I would unintentionally see and illustrate what's illustrated in this comic that she's going to put up here. You may or may not be able to read it. But I looked at this, and it was Dennis the Menace. And he said, if heaven is that pretty on the bottom, think how it must look on top. <laughs> and I was just like, I saved that picture from the internet at work and got it to my phone. And I said, this is going in this message because God had already laid these things on my heart. This, this uh, Dennis the Menace, I feel exactly the same way as you do because I thought, wow, if this view is so spectacular and beautiful from here, how much more beautiful that heaven must be. Come on, something got inside of me that morning as I realized if this is so a wow and awe-inspiring, that what is heaven going to be like on the other side? In my daily life, 
and in our daily lives, it's easy to be enamored by the beauty of things we see here on this amazing earth. The spectacular beauty of our earth and the universe to our natural eye is something to behold. The beauty of the day when I was a young child standing on the edge of the mountains at Crater Lake in Oregon, in southern Oregon with my parents and looking across that beautiful landscape with snow and with just the beautiful trees and, and a, a lake that is so deep they at the time didn't really have a good uh, perception of how deep it was and, and beautiful blue and clear waters that you could see and wow it was so beautiful wow it was so amazing and I was so uh, in all of that and then it was like then I seen the majestic peak of Mount Hood just north of Portland Oregon and as a child I've seen uh, many landscapes like that and I've been amazed at the beauty and I've traveled up and down mountainsides and, uh, and by the ocean side and, and then I traveled around Estes Park, Colorado. What a beautiful place that is. And have been just completely like I, speechless. Like I don't even know. This is amazing. Look how beautiful this is. This creation that has been made on this earth. And, and I'm fascinated by it. And I'm astounded at the beauty of God's creation. I want you to know today, I'm just going to pause here, is you ought to get a little bit in awe of God's creation once in a while. Well, I can stay there for just a minute right now. Is It needs to be something where I pause and I look at the creation that God has created around me and I should have something that wells up inside of me. It says, thank you, God, that you cared enough about me that you created this beautiful earth. I'm astounded at the beauty of God's creation. And when we see or even just hear of things that are beautiful or mind-blowing, there are some reactions that come normal. One is we... We marvel at it. Wow, that's amazing. How marvelous of, of this uh, mountain or marvelous landscape. And we think of the scripture that says, How marvelous are your works, O God. Oh, how marvelous are your works, O God. That God, you've created things that, are, that, are, that make me marvel, that, that, that I just can't imagine. I look at creation of animals and creation of, of plants and, and creation of all the things that God has done on this earth, and it makes me marvel at His amazing works. And I, I'm, I say, how marvelous are your works, O God. Oh, let it get in my heart that I stop a little bit once in a while and realize how marvelous God's works are. We also, the second thing we do is we thrive on the expectation of seeing the sights with our own eyes. You've seen the pictures of the beautiful places in the mountains and, and the beautiful places in other countries. And you, you've seen the beautiful landscape and the pictures and all that. And there's something that gets inside of your heart that says, boy, I'd like to go see that in person. I'd like to go and witness that with my very own eyes. I want to go to that place. I'd love to go to see the great majestic buildings in, in the European nations and see the, the history and, and fascinated by all of the things that are there and, all, and the beautiful things that God has done in different parts of the earth. And, and my eyes, so I thrive on the expectation of seeing the sight with my own eyes. And then the other thing we do is we can't wait to tell everyone that we know about the experience of how the experience and how much better it is to see it in person. Like, you know, say, yeah, have you ever seen Crater Lake? Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. I've seen pictures of it. It's a beautiful place. Well, I can walk up to you and say, Dallas, wow. 
me tell you something. Have you been to Crater Lake? Okay, good. So I can say, you know what? You think it's pretty in the pictures? Have you ever seen a picture of Crater Lake? Okay, well, we, we, I picked the wrong person this morning. But it's okay because it's way better in person. It's, it's more beautiful than you could even imagine. Have you ever seen, have you ever seen the redwoods in, in California? Have you seen pictures? Those beautiful big redwood forests, right? The big, these big redwoods are huge and majestic. But I, can, I come to you and say, if you have never seen them, it's way better. Don't, the pictures are good, good, but don't, don't just rely on the pictures. You need to have a personal experience with that because it is amazing. I've actually been inside of a van that drove in the, through a redwood tree. It's amazing. And I marvel at that, and I want to share that experience with everyone else. And how much better it is to see it in person. I want you to know today that the experience that we have as children of God is so much better than seeing uh, Mount, uh, the Crater Lake or, or Mount Hood or all the things that I've mentioned and you have things in your own mind that you remember marveling at the amazing things of God and the amazing experiences that maybe you've had in your life. But today I want you to know that one of the things I want to tell you right now is having the gift of the Holy Ghost is something that's way more, uh, more it's amazing than anything else you've ever had and done before. It's an experience unlike anything else that you could ever have and it's oh how marvelous are your works oh God how marvelous is the work that you've done in my life oh God and there's something about the experience of how much better it is today I can tell you how good it is for me but there's something different for you to experience it yourself and I want to tell people that you need to have the Holy Ghost you need to experience the life-changing power of the Holy Ghost because God wants to move inside of your life and so we are fascinated. Sometimes I, I see things and think just when I thought I had seen it all. Just when I thought I had seen everything that there was to see. The most beautiful thing that there ever was to see. Or mind-blowing. Then there are some, uh, something that happens and it's like, you haven't seen nothing. Yet. You haven't seen anything yet. So today I'm here to tell you that when you feel you've seen the most beautiful and amazing things here on earth or in our visible universe you haven't seen anything yet you haven't seen anything yet John chapter 14 and verse number 2 John, uh, Jesus is, is writing here it says in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so I would have told you so. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there ye may be also. I want you to know that Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And it's something that you would be anticipating and desiring to be with me. Because Jesus said, I want you to know that I'm preparing a place for you that you could be with me in heaven that you could be with me for eternity and he's building anticipation and expectation in our heart and say you know what I, I'm going somewhere that you're going to want to be I'm going somewhere that you're going to want to come along to be a part of and then 1 Corinthians 2 and 9 we get a little bit of a glimpse here because it tells us I hath not seen 
Oh, come on, somebody. But it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither have it entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for him that love him. I want you to know if he created what he did in those six days and then he rested, it's been thousands of years. And I wonder, oh, how marvelous is it? How wonderful heaven must be. How amazing it must be that he went to prepare a place for me that my eyes have not seen and ear hath not heard oh come on somebody dig down deep inside of you and realize the most beautiful thing you've seen doesn't compare to heaven the most amazing thing you've known and seen has never will never compare to how great heaven will be and so I was listening last week while pastor was preaching and I thought he was going to steal my message. <laughs> but he, Pastor mentioned the kingdom of God last week. And the kingdom of God, he said in one point in his message, the kingdom of God has no end. The kingdom of God has no end. And he said, uh, I thought in my mind, you can, you can wish it away. You could try to block it out. Somebody could sit here today and say, oh, they're just talking about heaven again. Oh, they're just singing about heaven again. They'll get over it here in a little while, and we can move along and go to lunch and have ourselves a nap today. We're just going to you know, let them get it out of a system. they got to talk about heaven once in a while. I want you to know that the kingdom of God has no end, and that you could try to push it out of your mind today, and you could try to reject the truth that heaven is real, and you could try to put it at the back of your mind as not being important, but I want you to know today that heaven's not going to go away. The kingdom of God is not going to disappear. Heaven and earth shall not pass, or shall pass away but God's not going to remove the eternity from us but the kingdom of God has no end you can try to put it out of your mind today oh the, the, the warning that could go out today is oh heaven is real and heaven I used to preach a message one time just because at the time it was a significant thing is people that said, oh, I, I died and I went to, I seen heaven and I, whatever and I'm not negating, I don't know I wasn't there, you weren't there I don't know if they seen heaven I don't know, but you know what I did know? It's because they saw heaven, they decided to believe in it. That ain't scriptural. Because the Bible tells me that blessed are they that have not seen, and yet they still believe. And so my message at that point was, you know what? I'm glad that you've seen heaven, and I'm glad you believe in it now. But I want you to know there's got to be faith inside of us today that says, I don't care if I, I'm on the verge of death and see heaven or not. I believe heaven is real. I believe it's a serious matter, and I believe we got to take it to heart and say, God, my main goal is to make sure I'm ready to cross over into that place you have prepared for me because the kingdom of God has no end and so you and I must realize it's not going away let me just insert this once you decide to make heaven your home some of you today here you've decided I'm making heaven my home I'm going to heaven you've made up your mind I've made up my mind I'm going to make it I've made up my mind, and I begin to think about that as I begin to think about heaven and think about this topic. And pastors preaching last week, there's some things he mentioned that really got me, my mind going. I already had this message pretty much put together, but I was like, Lord, it's something that's got to get in my heart to realize that when I make up my mind with God's help, pastor mentioned like this, with God's help, when God is on your side, that's what his message is about, when I get God on my side. But he said things that and it made me think about this, is that, that once you decide to make it to heaven, 
heaven. Once you decide that you're going to make preparation for heaven and you make yourself ready and you have God on your side, there isn't anything that can keep you from it. There, there is nothing that is going to keep you from heaven if you make up your mind that's where you're going. If you make up your mind you're going to live for God and you're going to do what it takes to get there. There's not a devil in hell that can keep you from it. Oh, come on, somebody. There's not a family member that can keep you from it. There's not a co-worker that can keep you from it. There's nobody around you. But I want you to know right now, you got to make up your mind. i got God on my side, and I'm going to go to heaven. I'm going to make heaven my home. I go to a place he's prepared for me. But nobody is going to take that from you. Don't blame anyone or anything else. Drugs can't keep you from heaven. God will give you the victory. you got to make up your mind i got to make up my mind today. Somebody hear me. I think sometimes we just put it on the back burner. we got to make up our mind. I'm going to be with Jesus. I want to be with Him for eternity. And there's, there isn't anything in this earth worth missing heaven. There isn't anything in this earth worth missing heaven. First. Corinthians chapter 15. I feel like it's good to have the Bible, right, to go by? 1 Corinthians 15. He says this in verse 19. He says, if in this life only, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Now, I'm going to pause here. I'm going to slow down. Take a deep breath. Get a drink of water. This is what it says in the ESV version. Because sometimes you can read that and you can just put it in the wrong order. But it says, if in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. So he says, if, if in Christ, I have Christ, that's good but I only have hope in this life. He said, I'm going to be of all men most miserable. I'm going to be of all men most miserable. And he scroll all the way down to verse number 50. It says, I tell you this, brothers, flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. At the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable and we shall be changed. So at the beginning it says, you know what? I'm going to tell you this right now that if all of you have all you have hope in is in this life alone, you're going to be miserable. Turn to somebody and say, if all you want is in this life, you're going to be miserable. Because what is on this earth and what is in this life is going to pass away it is not going to stay and i like that he goes on down further and he makes it very clear what he's kind of talking about sometimes you have to read the whole chapter by the way you have to read the entirety of the chapter because you could read that first part and say oh yeah that's true it'd be miserable down here but what was he talking about brother matt he said because there's going to come a day that there's a hope that I have as a saint of God that one day there's going to be a trumpet that's going to sound. One day I'm going to hear the voice of God calling his people home. And he said, you're not going to, it's going to be in a twinkling of an eye and it's all going to be changed. I could get all worried about what's here on the earth, but I want you to know I don't want to stay here on this earth. 
Pastor Borders said this last week when I thought he was going to preach my message, what I was saying earlier. He said that, uh, quote, we need to lay hold on eternal life. We got to turn loose of some other stuff. You can't hold, lay hold on eternal life and have your fingers wrapped around everything in this present world. He said you can't lay hold on heaven and have your hands wrapped around everything that's temporal. That's what he said. If you don't believe me, you can go to the church website. I'm making a plug here. And if you look under sermons, it'll be on there. And you can listen because he ain't wrong. Right? The Bible says set your affection on things above and not on things below. And so somebody today, this house needs to make sure that you keep your priorities straight. Because heaven is for real, and I want to go there. Heaven is for real, and I want to go there. I want to go to the place that, that the Lord has prepared for me. I have to make up my mind that I want to go to heaven, and that's why I live for Him. Heaven is a place you don't want to miss. Because He's creating a place for us. He goes to prepare a place for us. There needs to be an awakening of a desire to see heaven in the 21st century. Can somebody agree with me on that? I feel alone. There needs to be an awakening of a desire to see heaven. We've grown too comfortable with, with the things, the nice things on earth. Oh, there's some nice things on this earth. I mean, there are some wonderful things on this earth. There, there's, there's things that they've invented and things that we use today that are so helpful and so amazing, and it makes life so much more convenient. I mean, I don't know about you, but, but there's probably some things back, whenever, back in the day that if you had to do, you probably would want to go to heaven a lot faster. But today, we got some conveniences. I'm going to be real. We got conveniences. I mean, it's easy. Life is easy today. I mean, you go out there, you don't even have to turn your wrist to start your car anymore. You just got to push a button. I mean, it's just everything. You don't have to even hardly swipe your card anymore. You can just tap it on the little machine there. It's convenient. Everything's convenient. drive throughs Everything is, uh, to, everything's to go. Uh, hurry up and go. Uh, DoorDash, bring it right to your door. You don't even have to leave your house. There's so many conveniences. And so I will say, we've grown comfortable with these nice things. And I don't negate, there's some nice things in this world. There's, it's nice to drive in a car that has air conditioning. It's nice to get in a car that has heat when you drive to church on Sunday morning and it's cold. It's nice to have a comfy seat to sit in in your car. It's nice to have a, a phone that has everything at the touch of a screen. It's so nice, and I'm not going to negate that today, but we've grown too accustomed to the luxury of living in the 21st century, and somehow today we need a fresh desire to see heaven. I need a fresh desire to walk on the streets of gold with Jesus. Oh, Jesus is going to take me from this planet when he's ready. But I want to be ready when he calls. I want to go with him on the day he calls me home. Because I desire to be in heaven. You ain't seen nothing yet. You haven't seen anything yet. You haven't seen anything yet to what God has done for us. Can we stand together and don't get your hopes up too fast? I still have a little bit to say here. But I want you to turn to someone. And I know we got some singers in the audience. 
And maybe if you don't know how to sing, give it your best melodic tone. Turn to somebody next to you and say, This world is not my home. I'm just passing through. (laughs) My treasures are laid up. Somewhere beyond the blue. Somewhere beyond the blue. This world is not my home. I don't know if we got to jazz that song up a little bit. I don't know if we need to change the beat of it. I don't know if we need to change. I don't know what we got to do. We got to put a little bit of something in the lyrics to make it work. But this is a song that even though we don't sing it much, it is the true, it should be the epitome of how we feel about our life living for God. And the way we live on this earth is this world is not my home. I'm just passing through. Oh, my treasures will be laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Remain standing. I'm almost done. Matthew 6 and verse 19 says this. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. Verse 20. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Somebody say hallelujah. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Somebody say it with me. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Oh, when you think you've seen it all down here, I want you to know that heaven is going to be greater. You may have grown comfortable in the daily routines of life on earth, but today we need to dig deep, and I need to reignite a desire to see Jesus and all that He has built for me. Oh, this world is not my home. Oh, this world is not my home. We need to get excited enough about heaven to start telling others about a place with no more sadness. Maybe you don't have sadness, but there's days when there's sadness. A place with no more pain. Can I hear an amen? A place with no more sorrow. Oh, I like this one. And a place with no more bills. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm telling you what. We should all just be standing at the bus stop right now saying, Jesus, come take us right now. No more bills. No more sorrow. No more pain. No more pain. I know some of you deal with pain. It's a place with no more pain. It's a place with no more sadness. It's a place that he has prepared. And when you feel like you've seen it all down here, I'm going to keep saying it again and again. You haven't seen anything yet. You haven't seen anything yet. And today, if you want to make sure that heaven is your home, I'm inviting you to come around this altar today and ask God to search your heart. God, make sure there isn't anything you have that I have allowed to exalt itself in my priorities above making it to heaven. And if if you feel like you're okay, if you want to come around this altar today, just say, God, I thank you for the privilege and the opportunity that I know about heaven. And today I want to make it very clear that if you're here today and you haven't repented of your sins, and if you've never been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins, and you've never experienced the infilling of the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance, then I want you to know today, right here, 
that right now you can have it today. Acts chapter 2 and verse 38 and 39 says, Then Peter said unto them, Repent, repent, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. But verse 39 is what I want to tell you right now, that the promise is unto you. That if you're standing in this room today, the Holy Ghost power is for you. The experience that a majority of people standing in this room have experienced in their life. And say, I can attest to the fact that the Holy Ghost is real. That the power of the Holy Ghost is real. I'm not like I used to be. Because the power of the Holy Ghost is real. Come on, somebody. We need an agreement right now. You have been listening to an audio sermon from Apostolic Worship Center located in Norman, Oklahoma. We are located at 3221 North Porter Avenue, Norman, Oklahoma, 73071. Our service times are Sunday at 10 o'clock a.m. and 6 o'clock p.m. And we also have various ministries happening on Wednesday night. For more information, visit our website, www.awcnorman.com. Call us at 405-329-1285 or email us at info at awcnorman.com. We hope that this recording has been a blessing to you.